Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. All right. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to today's show. Today, we're going to be talking about how to take action even when you don't want to. So when you have those times where you are totally stuck and you, you, you have a good idea of what you're supposed to be doing, but you just kind of can't get off your ass and actually get things done, what do you do about that? Is there concrete steps that you can take to get yourself off the couch and up in action? And if there is, what does that look like? So I have Jane with me today, our managing director here at Clients on Demand, the, the brilliant, the amazing Jane Jewell. So what's Jane, what's going on? Hey there. So this is critical because so many people think that ideas are what count. And I, and I hear this all the time. Well, Russ, I have an idea for a business or I have an idea for a funnel or I have an idea for a webinar. I have an idea for a new offer that I want to roll out. And I don't want to tell anybody because what if somebody steals my idea and all this other stuff. And you know, after you've been doing this for a while, you realize that ideas just don't matter. Ideas really aren't worth much at all. What counts is execution. And if you execute on something in the first place and how you execute on it. But if you can't get yourself out of fear and overwhelm and feeling stuck, or if you can't get past your own laziness, you're never going to execute. And so you've really got no chance at succeeding. Um, you know, it's funny because to my, you know, when we were first starting JJ, like I always thought that, you know, the challenges were, were going to be sort of the thing that I, that I had to worry about that, you know, well, well what if we ran into a challenge we couldn't solve or mm -hmm. what if we had an unhappy client or what if something happened with our Facebook ads or whatever. But, you know, as, as business has gone on, you begin to realize that pretty much every challenge is solvable and what eventually sinks you, it's not going to be some challenge that you can't overcome. It's, you know, cause you can always find a solution. You can always find a way. What really has the power to kill your business and kill your dream is fear and laziness. And the reason is because both of those things cause exactly what we're talking about. They cause hesitation and they cause you to not take action. So when you're stuck in that space, what do you do? Yeah. So what I love actually that you brought up is that I have an idea, you know, and, and ideas are amazing. And it, it's like this, gift from God, honestly, is my belief. It's like you hear something, you see something, you get this like jolt of inspiration, right? Like, oh my gosh, that would be so cool. Or what a great idea. And the challenge comes as you have this great gift, you have this great idea, but if you don't take action on it right away, it literally just dies. Mm -hmm. Like your ideas just die because a great idea, a great light bulb moment, that lacks any kind of immediate action completely stops in its tracks. And I've totally been guilty of this. I have journals of ideas, right? Like <laughs> where you have this, <laughs> where you have all these ideas and either one, you get stopped by fear or you talk yourself out of it. Like, Oh, I don't know. This isn't going to work. Or, you know, then you start going, Hmm, I saw something kind of like that. Somebody else might be kind of doing that or they could be doing it better. Right. So you get stopped by that. You don't take that. You don't take that action. And so 
I'm kind of going a little bit into solution mode right here, but you, you brought this up is that when you have an idea, you have to take action and it doesn't even matter if it's super big action, but as soon as you take action, it's like you start the gears. It's like you, you start locking it in and, and momentum starts to take place. So the best gift you can give yourself is if you have any kind of idea that never let leave this site of like an idea or making a decision without taking some kind of immediate action, like as quick as possible, but certainly within the first 24 hours. That's a huge distinction because otherwise it gets stuck in your head and, and you have this idea and you get excited about it, but if you don't actually do anything, you're not really connecting the idea with any kind of initiative. And so it can kind of be something that you just forget about or that you just let go or, or that just kind of ends up falling by the wayside. Um, yeah. someone in the comments just said the law of diminishing intent. I think that's what mm. that's called. That's, that's, yep. that's huge. Exactly. And then the other thing when you were talking that, that got an idea for me is that I love that from this last couple of years of all of us working together and growing this business is that I too believe like there's no problem that could come up that I feel like we couldn't solve, which is really uh, like such a great great uh, resourcefulness that we've really conditioned in and from time of just, you know, we see a problem, we solve a problem, we see another problem, we right. solve a problem. And what's really great about that is that we're not stopped by those challenges at all, right? Like we have this muscle now built that if you see a problem, immediately go into problem solving mode. I think where sometimes I personally can get stuck is that when we do have these great ideas that there's that moment of that's when you start running disempowering uh, patterns or you can focus so much on what's like status quo or doing what you have to do to kind of keep our current business running that shifting gears into creation mode and doing something new is a kind of, it's a, a different skill set and it requires more intention, mm -hmm. right? Because what we do on the day to day to me is like, I feel like I could do it with my eyes closed. It doesn't right. mean that it's not hard work. It doesn't mean that, you know, we, we don't put in the hours, but it doesn't really feel hard to me anymore. It just no. kind of feels, even when there's a problem, it doesn't feel hard. It's like, okay, let's solve it. Right. Like we just click in and it's a different skill than having to generate creativity to generate bringing something forth. You know, it's like, you know, giving birth to something, you know, it's like that creates a lot more work than kind of managing, or, or, you know, a current project or a current business. Yeah. It, you, you can, you can really get stuck in inertia and, and, and sort of just doing things the way that you've always done it. And I think that that is, that becomes a bigger problem, the bigger your company gets, where mm. the advantage of being like a, a, a young, lean, new startup is that you can have ideas and you can capture them really quickly. But when you have these big, big, big companies, it's like, it's like a big ass aircraft carrier or something like that, where it's like really, really hard to, 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 to turn the thing around because they're so used to doing things and they have so much momentum going in a certain direction. And that actually kills companies. Um, it's funny. I was watching. Yeah. Uh, I saw the preview for the the um, the new Marvel movie coming out, right, with uh, Brie Larson, where I guess she's Captain Marvel or she's some kind of female superhero, right? And the whole movie takes place in the '90s. And what's funny is that in the in the preview, you see her like fall out of fall out of the sky, right, or whatever, come crashing into this building, and then they pull back, and the building is a blockbuster video. 
And just, <laughs> just, yeah. And just from that visual, you're like, oh, it's the nineties, you know? So, yeah. so like, but, but you realize like this was a company where like there were freaking blockbusters everywhere. You went yep. to a blockbuster video like every weekend. I mean, it was just every this weekend. thing where every freaking person in the country would go to blockbuster and rent videos. And now they don't exist anymore because they couldn't adjust. They wouldn't change their model. On. Exactly. Yeah. They couldn't adapt and they couldn't change their model. So, mm -hmm. It's really, really important, guys, to be able to get into action, but not to be so committed to doing things the way that you, you, you have been that you can't change direction when you see that the environment has changed. Um, right. You know, in the book Principles by Ray Dalio, one of the things that he says that I thought was really interesting is that the, the major objective of every organism on the planet, the one thing that we all have to do is adapt. And you have to adapt or die. And that's really what evolution is. If you're, if you're, you know, a gazelle and you're living on the plains and your, your source of water or something dries up, you better find another place to find water. You have to adapt to, to that environment. Um, and it's exactly the same thing in business is that you, there's so much changing all the time. There's so much new technology coming out. There's so much just new stuff to keep track of that you have to be able to pivot and adapt if you want to stay on top. And that's why you see so much changeover in the companies that are the big powerful companies that are the top companies in the country and in the world because th there's there's constant change happening and, and so you have to get comfortable in that environment and the one thing that can kill you is if you get stuck in inaction where you can't mm -hmm. act based on whatever happens to be changing in the environment right right yeah. so let's talk really quickly about like why do people fall into this so let's just say there's a situation where Let's just let's take it all the way back to basics. Let's just say you're in a situation where you know what the next move is for your business. You know exactly what it is that you're supposed to do, but for whatever reason, you just can't seem to do it. You're stuck. You don't feel like it. You're procrastinating. You're hesitating. Like, why do people get into that place in the first place? I'm not talking about where you're confused and you don't know what the next move is. I'm talking about when you do know what the next move is and you're just like, uh, and you just can't seem to make yourself do it. Yeah. So it's a yucky answer, but the truth is it all comes down to fear. Mm. It, you know, fear and uncertainty, it's kind of the same thing, right? right. Like you're just uncertain. Your fear you're fearful of, and, and that fear comes from, it can come in a lot of different ways. It could be, you know, I'm afraid that it won't work. I'm afraid that it will work and something, I'll lose something. You know, it's like, there's this, there's this trade-off that you see that it's something, you know, you might even see that this could be really, really great. But if I have this really great thing, I'm going to lose something. Mm -hmm. You know, we see this all the time, actually, now that as I start talking and um, with clients that we work with is that they'll start to get really successful. And then all of a sudden they start noticing a, a disconnection, a disconnection, maybe with their people that they love, a disconnection with the people in their community, because now it's like they start to grow and they might even grow their like their bank account or their their success. And it creates separation. And it doesn't have to, a lot of that is perception based, mm -hmm. but once you start to see that success equals separation, it's like you really put the brakes on because connection is one of the, you know, that's deep rooted into our humanness is to be connected. And even if you don't think that's important, it typically is important when you start to see uh, relationships start to disintegrate. 
Yeah, that's really interesting. So that's something that can happen as part of the cost of success <laughs> is, is is to see you you kind of I don't know maybe maybe outgrow isn't the wrong word but maybe you outgrow certain relationships that you've had. Yeah, I think that people have a tendency to let success get in the way of relationships. Interesting. What like, does that mean? Well, I'm, I'm going to try to think of some examples from some of our clients that we've been working with. <laughs> uh, like, um, like Change mm, the names to protect the innocent. Yes, protect the innocent. Yeah. Protect the guilty. Um, for example, once someone gets successful in their bank account, starts changing, there's been clients that we've worked with that felt like, they were being judged by the people that they love most in the world because they thought that they were, you know, hey, this person's going to think I value money more than I value something else. And it's not always even like it's a real thing that's happening, but there's like this perception, the meaning that they're attaching to that, that creates our reality, right? right? So it might be a break in relationship in terms of like they can't relate or then there all of a sudden there's this um, other patterns I've seen come up of they've gotten successful and then they feel like people in their lives are expectant about the way that, you know, they take care of their family or they do certain things, right? Like, it's funny because it can go both ways. Um, I was watching, um, what's that show with Larry David or uh, with Jerry Seinfeld, um, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. And oh, he was talking that. To, oh, it's funny. It's it's cool. It's on Netflix. Like he basically just like picks up other comedians and they go and they grab a cup of coffee and that's the whole show is them just oh, talking, okay. right? So he's talking to Chris Rock and Chris Rock, one of the things Chris Rock said was, people ask me for $5,000 like you ask somebody what time it is. Like he said, people in his family are just like, hey, Chris, give me five grand. And it's like, that's just that's just the way it is. So yeah. I, think, I, I think that does happen. You know, that does happen where you know, you can create this this situation where like people just sort of create like this expectation that's fundamentally unhealthy and it can change the dynamic and the relationship that you had with that person before. We also that's see, right. we also see situations a lot where our, with our female clients where the, the wife or, you know, if she's the one that's in our program, she's having this incredible financial success and that's a little threatening to the husband who's used to maybe being the breadwinner or at least, you know, used to being on sort of a similar level. And now one is making a hell of a lot more money than the other one. And like that's people aren't always cool with that. That happens a lot mm -hmm. with the women that come into our, uh, you know, either as a client or even the women that work for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's a quality problem to have because you're not going to have that problem if you're not getting results. But but it is another thing. And so and so there really is a lot. I like what you're talking about, Jane, because, um, you know, so much of what we talk about is like, people's fears around not making it. Well, what if I try this and it doesn't work? Or, or what if I try this and I don't succeed? And it's like, most of those fears are just bullshit. Because the truth is, if you try something and it doesn't work, you can always try something else. You can always find a way to survive. You can always find a way to make things work. You just, you can. You can get resourceful and you can figure it out. But there's a whole other set of fears that come along with, well, what if it does work out? Like, what if I, what if I do make it? Like, what if I am making $50,000 a month and my husband is still making five? Is that going to be weird? It, you know, and, and, you know, are there going to be people that now all of a sudden expect all this stuff from me? And um, and what's funny is that people tend not to think about those things until they're successful. I was so, just going to say a lot of the time that happens after you have a pop of success. And right. Then you, you have this pop of notice. success. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden there's these there's like an adjustment period that goes into it. And I remember for me as a coach, that was a really big shock for me because, you know, our goal is like, let's get someone's business kicking ass. Let's get them up and running. Let's, you know, whatever. Let's get to that 100K a month mark. But we had so many clients where we got them to the 100K a month mark and that's when they started to freak out, which was the weirdest thing, right? 
that all that really surprises me. I mean, we deal with that with, you know, people in Millionaire Alliance all the time right. where it's like they have all this success. And then it's like, you, you know, we always say that their business grew a little bit quicker than maybe their personal development to handle like that alignment. And so then what happens is, you know, if, if your business grows, you know, up to a certain level and then you didn't grow up to meet it exactly in your mindset and your psychology and your abundance frame, what happens is your business comes back down, takes a dip to match where you really are in your own psychology and your own, your own journey. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that's a lot of times too, why growth doesn't always go like straight up in a business. And yeah, no. some of that's strategy. Sometimes that's a cyclical. Sometimes, you know, there's, there's those things to consider as well. But a lot of the time, like the biggest chokehold in your business is always going to be the business leader. It's always you, right? And a, a lot of the time that is exactly what we're talking about. It's your psychology around it. And, um, you know, being in action, being apathetic, uh, you know, and, and the, the roadblocks that come up as you're, as you're growing, whether that's something that, you know, that's fear related, whether it's, am I, you know, what's going to happen if I succeed, what's going to happen if I fail. And I've always thought that this was so weird, like this fear of success. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't believe in a fear of success. <laughs> that's so that's contrary <laughs> to what everybody says. It's like this, and maybe it's because I just don't relate, like, yeah. but my model of the world, like, I don't believe it's a fear of success at all. I think it's a, I think once you are successful, then there is what you notice going on around you. And there, it's more of a fear of a cost, a fear of losing something. Well, there's unintended consequences of success, just like of yes. any, any change in your environment. Like, let's say you're working really, really, really hard and you know, and, and this is true with any big achievement in life. You're working your butt off. You lose 30 pounds. You're in the best shape of your life. Oh, great. Now I got to go buy all new clothes. You know, it's like, I didn't really think about that. But it's like that those are the kinds of things that happen, you know, where all of a sudden now maybe you're with, you know, your partner and your partner's really out of shape and you're in amazing shape and you're getting a lot of attention and they're not like, you know, like all these sort of things that you don't think about can sort of come up. So maybe that's what you're talking about with fear of success, that like it's more like the unintended consequences, you know? Yeah. And, or it's like, it's not really the success. It's about what will people think about me when I'm success. Right. Right. Like it's not really the success that there's fear. There's like all of the stuff that happens around it that more creates those triggers, you know, like, will people think I'm selfish? Will people think I only care about money or will people think I'm being boastful or will like, it's really, I think a, a relationship, a, re, a relationship issue rather than it is really a, I'm afraid of money issue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's something else underneath that. That's what see, you, you see right at that. Um, that's the easy, the easy out to say it's success. It's never about the success. It's what's underneath that. You have to peel away the layers right. to find out what is the real issue. Right. So, okay. So obviously you've got some people that are totally stuck in fear and all these people in the comments are like, give us some solutions, give us some solutions for like how to fix this. Okay. So let's get, right. let's really quickly go through some of the other yeah. reasons why people get stuck because it's important to understand that before we go into the solutions, because if you don't understand why you're stuck, then you're not sure what to do about it. So the next reason people stay stuck is that they're either, they're either, it's either too big or it's too small. They're chunking it too big or they're chunking it too small. So Jane, you, you mentioned this to me. I wrote it down. What does this mean? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I wrote so it down I'm and I was like, that sounds cool, but I don't know what it means. 
a quick step backwards a yeah. little bit is, is that within fear, there's also just repeated habits and disempowering, uh, disempowering patterns that right. you do over and over again. You know, and it's the things that you say to yourself over and over again that sometimes you don't even think about, but it's like this, this voice that's just kind of playing. It's this record that's going on over and over again. It's like that song you can't get out of your head. And now it's just like whispering in the back of your head and you're, you're seeing the world through that kind of pattern, through that language, mm-hmm. through that soundtrack. And, you know, some of those things might be like, um, you know, uh, if you're used to doing the, I don't want tos, right? Like, I just don't want to, like, it's just not that hard. I just don't feel like it. Like, I don't feel like it. Like if you're just like doing the, I don't feel like it, you know, and everything is like, it's like this awful, disempowering emotional state. And there is no greatness that can happen in a disempowered emotional state. And so what happens is we condition those emotional states that we live from over and over again. You know, if you are feeling the blahs and you're laying and you get up in the morning and you don't feel like doing anything and you turn on Netflix, it's like your neuro, if you're feeling blah and you just kind of give in to the blah, your neurotransmitters, everything in your psychology and science and all of that stuff are just going to fire back blah, Mm -hmm. right? There's nothing like, it's just going to, it matches what you're doing. So the So what happens is, is that the direction that you're going into, if it's the blah and you feed the blah, you're just going to keep getting more blah. (laughs) Okay. You know, that's a technical term. Um, But if you're feeling like, I just don't really feel like it and you do anything to change your state, like anything like, oh, you know what? I don't feel like it after I go for a 10 minute walk out in the sunshine, then that's one thing. But you get up, you put your shoes on, you go for a 10 minute walk. It actually changes everything, right? It changes everything. So the key is, is that if you wake up not feeling like it is that you have to put, you have to like change the track. You, you have to shift that out. You have to shift that whole pattern that you're playing. And, um, that requires intention mm-hmm. that requires, like, you just can't give it into it, like give into it on Saturday. I've been known to have Netflix days, especially after a big event that we've done, but you just can't, you can't live there. And that's why when we say you have to have emotional rituals, you have to have something that you do every day, why it's so important. Because if you get up and you do something that makes you feel good for five or 10 minutes, it changes everything. Yeah. It changes everything and it changes that, the whole momentum that you've started. So I would say that that's, that's number one on the, the scale of importance. So then as far as it seems too big or it seems too small, for those of you that have kids or maybe it's just you because my husband is exactly this this way, like, you, you know, like he'll go into the garage, right? And the garage is a mess. Like right now we just moved to Nashville and it is still full of like boxes, things we don't know what to do with yet. And if you look at that garage, it is huge. Like this is a project like this. Like you can look at that and go, I don't want to. I don't know where to start. Same thing with my kids. Like if I haven't been on top of my kids cleaning their room, especially my 10 year old daughter, she doesn't know where to start. Like it's just, it seems like it's just so big. It's too big of a project that there's no, there's no entry point of feeling like there's ever going to be a win. 
And at the same time, it's like trying to like eat an elephant, right? Like you just can't do it. It's too big. At the same time, if you go too small and you're looking at tiny little things that you do, those things aren't going to really make a dent either. Mm -hmm. So the key is, is that if you're looking at something and it's too big of a chunk, then you got to bring it down into bite-sized pieces. If you have too many pieces, you have to chunk up to a bigger outcome first. Mm. That kind of leads us into like what to do. What are some of the solutions? Right. So the number one solution I would say, as I'm going to backtrack, is you have to change your emotional state. You have to get resourceful and you have to change your pattern and your energy about it and create a menu of things that you know works for you. Like, for example, I know what works for me is getting outside, like just putting on my sneakers, grab the dog, go for a 10 minute walk. That works for me. Other things that work for me is doing 20 minutes of meditation, focusing on my goals, um, doing some deep breathing, doing yoga, doing any kind of exercise. Most of it includes some kind of movement of my body, like literally shifting my emotional state. If you don't do that, honestly, you're going to be stuck. <laughs> There's not much I can tell you if you don't intentionally move uh, and, and change your emotional state. It's right. just the absolute number one thing to do. The next thing is that you have to get clear on your outcome, Like you have to have an outcome. So, um, let's say it's this new big idea. You have to pinpoint like, what is an outcome that you're trying to achieve? This is critical you guys, because so many times you'll have ideas that sound good and you have to top stop and take a step back and say, is this connected to the outcome that I want? And if it is connected to the outcome that you want, then, you know, then you can pursue it. But many times you're like, okay, well, you, you know, we'll have a really great idea. We have a very clear sense at COD of like what the outcomes are that we have for our business. And a lot of the times we'll come up with an idea that sounds really fun and really cool, but we have to stop and say, okay, well, is this connected to the outcome that we're trying to achieve? And if, and if it isn't, then maybe we shouldn't, you know, maybe we shouldn't pursue it. And it's the same thing is also true. If there's something that you know that you have to do, that you, you've decided that you're going to do, but you can't get excited about it, you know, maybe you need to remind yourself, well, what is the outcome that this is going to produce? Because that's the thing that you can get excited about, even if you're not excited about that individual activity. It makes such a big difference. So exactly like when we say it seems, it seems too big, oftentimes things seem too big if you're focusing on all the things that you need to do to achieve it. So let's say someone's like, you know, I'm not working out because it just feels like too much of a hassle. Like, in order to work out, I need to like figure out like, where's my sneakers. I need to gather up all my workout clothes and then I need to get in the car and then I have to drive across town and then I have to get to the gym and then I have to look at the class schedule or I have to figure out like what the best routine is. And maybe I need to hire a trainer, but then it means I have to interview people. Like already I'm exhausted, right? Like that feels like a lot of things to have to do as opposed to, you know what? I'm going to work out like as in one action, like, like there's two or three things that it's like, we, we think of things of like one, two, three, many mm -hmm. means if something is like more than three steps, it's going to feel like a really big idea. So if you tear things apart into many, many different things, it's going to feel overwhelming. So you have to take those many other things and just chunk it into a, a like one outcome that you're going to do saying, you know, so that is a, a very big psychology shift that you have to make. So if you're clear about your outcome, like what is it that you're trying to accomplish? Whether it's like, I want to launch a new business. I want to, um, test this new 
strategy out, right? Uh, I want to start enrolling people into my program at a 25% enrollment rate and have a really good time doing it, right? That's getting really clear about your outcome. So once you know your outcome, you also have to have a why, because if you focus too much on like this one thing that I have to do and you're not relating it to a big picture, like, oh, I have to work out today. That sounds like so unappealing, but if you're related, like, like there's like no fun in that for most people, right? Unless it's like a pattern, but if it's a pattern, again, there's a strong why behind it, you know? So in the beginning, it's like, I have to work out is not going to get you out of bed in the morning and it's not going to have you put your sneakers on and it's not going to have you work out. But if you relate it to like, I am so committed to being healthy and fit and full of energy and being an absolute model of health for my kids. Like that's an outcome that you can get behind. They can get your butt into gear and start working out, but you have to generate it. Like it just doesn't, it's not like a wake up. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be a picture of health and vitality. Like not many people walk, wake up that way unless it becomes part of their identity and then it gets easy. But in the beginning, it's something you have to generate. Right. So strong outcome a strong why that's related to the bigger picture, how it's going to make you feel, how it's going to make a difference in your life. And it has, you have to have be driven by that why. And then that's when you start to look at the how, and that's only, you have to have the other two things taken care of. And then you start looking at the how, okay, what could I do to make this happen? What actions could I take? And literally just capture what could those actions look like? When you have a list of actions that you could take, The truth is, is you don't usually need to do all of the actions that you write down, right? Right. Those, that's a great starting off point. But once you have those actions, you go back and you look at this list of actions and you ask yourself what actions here are going to make the biggest difference. What action is going to create the most momentum towards what I want to where I want to go. So for example, if I go up into my daughter's room and everything is covered on the floor and I look around, I go, which action could she take right now that's going to make her feel like she's making progress? You know what? Let's just start by picking up all the clothes on the floor from you and your friends playing dress up. And all the clothes are gone and all of a sudden she can see the floor. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, I'm going to have a clean room. And it starts to feel so much better because there's a dent. You saw, you started to see momentum and you started to see a result. So you always do that first. And then, um, the other thing that always helps me is that we tend to resist the thing that we, that are really going to make the biggest difference. And we tend to do the actions first that we're really good at, or that seems really, really simple. Right. Right. And oftentimes the things that feel really, really simple, isn't what's going to make the biggest difference. Like you're, you're like, Oh, I want to start this business oh, I think I'll go online and I'll Google who else is doing it. Or I will, right? Like we start to operate. We did another show about this recently, like doing all of the things kind of on the exterior. So it feels like you're in action about it, but that action never creates enough momentum. So then typically if momentum isn't created pretty early on, the outcome kind of dies. It peters out and it's going to wait for a new sense of inspiration again until you can get some momentum kicked in. So you look at your list and you look at, okay, well, what are the things that are going to make the biggest impact? And then of the things that have a chance at actually bringing me closer to this objective, well, what's the thing that, what's the biggest, scariest thing? What's the thing that I'm resisting the most? 
And I think you're dead on about that, that that is usually the thing that you most need to do. And that's mm -hmm. the reason that you're resisting it because that's the one thing that can actually mm -hmm. make a difference. It's so easy to get caught up in, in this game of, of thinking you're doing stuff that matters when you're really not, where you're just right. sort of doing busy work. Well, I'm going to read a book today or I'm going to do some research or I'm going to pick out the WordPress theme for my website or whatever, right? When right. really there's like two or three things that you should be doing, right? So for, for people that are trying to grow a business, it's like set up an ad campaign, get some leads in the door, pick up the phone, speak to potential clients, make a list of who you could possibly be working with and, and, and get on the phone and freaking call them up and enroll them. Um, right. You know, if you're not, if you're the whole game, right? Like, right. If you're like doing the Google thing and you're comparing and you're kind of like re reading about it or whatever, it's still just kind of like hanging out. Like I said, it'll start to peter off because there's no result. We all want results, right? right. Like if I'm doing a diet and it's been two weeks and I haven't been eating any sugar and I'm still not losing weight. Forget about it. I'm just going to eat sugar. Yeah. Right. Like, but if you start to get a result that that's a different, a whole different thing. So doing that most important thing, the thing that feels a little bit scary, you know, that's the other thing with your goals, your goals should catch your breath a little. Right. Right. Like if there's not a little bit of a, <gasps> then you're probably not going big enough. I agree. I mean, and that's why it's so important to do some of that mindset work and so important to get comfortable with the fear and the uncertainty because if you're not, you're going to stay stuck and and you're not going to develop that muscle where you should be running toward the fear. When you have something that scares you, it means you need to do it most of the time. And and you need to develop that habit of doing those those few things, those few activities that can really change it all for you because most of the time yeah. those are going to be the things that you're terrified of. Yeah. And it's, there's something magical that happens when you have fear around something and you do it anyway. And you know, without fear, you also don't get courage Right. without fear. Like you don't get to be brave. And it's in those moments where you're courageous. It's when you have to like, um, it requires something of you, some kind of bravery to move through it. That's when you gain the muscle. That's like doing that last rep at the gym. That's when you get the muscle is that when you feel fear and you're able to move through it and muster up some courage, muster up some bravery, that's when you start to get a breakthrough and that's when momentum really clicks in. Yeah. So that's the key guys that you have to get clarity on what it is. You have to attach it to a why figure out what you need to be doing and then do those things that you're resisting first. And mm -hmm. the more, and the other thing we didn't mention, Jane, is that habit force is a very, very, very powerful thing where if you can just get through that sort of initial resistance and initial sort of sluggishness to the point where you've actually creating a habit out of something, then eventually you're, you're not, it's going to be difficult for you to stop doing it. It's going to be difficult for you to not do it because your subconscious is going to go, wait, 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 I'm used to working out at this time. Like, what are we doing? We're not working out. And then you get right. to the point where like, well, like I know in the, in the, in the times of my life when I've been like really, really, really religiously working out, if I miss a day, I feel shitty mm -hmm. because your, your, your body's looking for that. It's, it's, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's just like being addicted to caffeine or addicted to anything else. You can get addicted to working out. You get addicted to taking action and being in momentum and getting things done. Um, you know, you've seen it happen like to me and like, uh, especially to Adrian, like when we, <laughs> like when we when we're all in an event or something or we're on vacation together or whatever, right? And it's like, we just can't not work a little bit. It's very tough yeah. for us to, to not get things done because we're so in the momentum and so in the habit of doing that. 
So mm-hmm. it's not like this needs to be a huge battle for you every single day, guys, because if you can just win that battle for like a week straight or two weeks straight or three weeks straight or whatever it takes, eventually that habit force takes over and it's actually going to take some willpower not to do that thing instead of uh, having to psych yourself up to actually do it. Yeah, it started off even, you know, I start every my, every day with what are my top outcomes I'm, you know, I want to accomplish today. And I know those couple of outcomes that I want to accomplish, I, I write it down. Here's the outcome. Here's what I want to achieve. Here's the why and here are the actions that I'm going to do to do it. I don't get through everything on a, on my action list, but I look at that list and I go, okay, what's most important? And those are the things that I do first. On any given day, yeah, well, because on any given day, here's the thing, you can have a big old to-do list, but on any given day, there's maybe one or two mission critical things that can really change it all for you. And Mm -hmm. your priority needs to be to make sure that you get those things done. And just like Jane said, oftentimes those are going to be the things that are the scariest. Those are going to be the things that are the most difficult. And one of the best things you guys can do is is to be in some sort of mentoring that has accountability because maybe you're in a position where you're like, I don't know what I should do to grow my business. What the hell is the next step? And, and if you don't know what the next step is, then you're, then you're really stuck. You're really lost. You don't know what to do. And then if you do know what the next step is, but you don't know, you can't bring yourself to do it. You can't fight through the fear. There's, there's people that can support you there as well to hold you accountable, to make sure you're doing these things, to hold your feet to the fire, to put a little bit of pressure under you. Um, and that's one of the best things you can do for yourself and for your business is to have some kind of team behind you where they're saying, no, 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 that looks like a good idea, but it really isn't. Um, you know, so I love that you said this because most people think of accountability buddy as like, like someone who's just going to say, Hey, did you work out? And there's like a yes or a no. And if you know, it's a no, they're like, include some kind of public shaming, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> And there's, there's value in that, right? Like there's, there's definitely something to be said for, for just having someone, or there's a lot of coaches that are accountability coaches that are just going to be checking in. Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? Right? Like, and that works for a little while. I don't always feel that it is a long-term solution to just have someone check in with you and say that you did it or that you didn't do it or well yeah because gonna- because it because it goes back to what you were saying before about the strong reason why i will go so far not to piss off my accountability partner but there's a line where eventually it's it's less important to me to to not piss that person off than it is to like you know not get the thing done well cuz then you're kind of doing it out of out of like really attached to your identity. Like, I don't want to look bad. I don't want them to think something of me. Right. Like it's kind of in that false self a little bit that like, that keeps you moving through it. And it's not generated out of, um, inspiration. And it's also not moving through the actual things that are preventing you from doing it in the first place. Yeah. So if, if, if it's all about like every day, I'm going to be, you know, be accountable to someone else that takes you so far. And there's definitely some value to it. But what creates a even more value if if you are involved with something or some some program or you know a coach that's gonna say you know what you like you're gonna break it down like in the what happened right because the truth is is you're only accountable to yourself right. if you say that you're gonna do something and you didn't do it like I can like give you a hard time but at the end of the day you're a grown man and you know I, I can't put you in timeout and I can't smack you silly right like you're only accountable to yourself, you know, and, and probably your loved ones a little bit. Right. But, 
if you don't do what you say that you're going to do, like in my, in, in coaching, we go, it's, you know, someone, or even with our people that are on our team, someone says they're going to do something. You say, okay, are you committing to X, Y, and Z? And you're listening for a yes, a no, or a counter offer. Like, yes, I'm going to do that. No, I am not going to do that. Um, I will do it this way, right? That's the counter offer. And then when it comes back and that one thing isn't accomplished, and I was doing a lot of um, one-on-one coaching, it's not about that thing that they didn't do. What it's about, what a good coach is going to see is like, what are the patterns mm-hmm. to the things that you don't do? Right. And what is the uh, what is the mindset pattern that is preventing you from doing what you say you're going to do? It's not about the working out. It's about a pattern that you have in your thinking that is not having you generate and having the strength to move through it. And so the accountability coach, like I said, it'll get you so far, but you've got to have someone. And that's why we've added coaching to clients on demand, actually, because we need to break down like what's going on. Like you said that you were going to send your email and you haven't sent your email. Like what's happening. It's not about the damn email. It's about like their thought, like, well, I'm going to send this out. Right. It's about what's going on. People think, and then, you you know, what if people unsubscribe and there's a whole mindset and that's what you have to lay, you you have to pull apart. And once you pull that apart and create a new way of viewing it, a new perception, then all kinds of possibility opens up. And it's extremely difficult, if not impossible to do that on your own guys, because it's so easy for us to fool ourselves into thinking that, well, it isn't about the email and we have all of our excuses and all of our rationalizations and whatever it is. But to have somebody that is a trained mentor and a trained coach who's seen the same sort of resistance, the same sort of problem, probably in hundreds of other people, if not thousands of other people, it's very fast. They can pinpoint exactly why you're having that mental resistance, exactly why you're having that inner conflict. And most importantly, what you can do to resolve it. So that instead of just sort of getting on your case going like, why didn't you send the email? Why didn't you send the email? Like they can actually begin to to help you sort out what's going on with you psychologically so that you want to send the email next time. So that, you know, right. they can get you reconnected to that reason why and get you reconnected to that clarity so that the resistance goes away, not just to send that one email, but for every email you're ever going to send, that same resistance doesn't keep coming up and coming up again because that's what's yep. going to sabotage you and put you into inaction. And that's where you change perceptions. Right. And once it, you know, once you can change your perception, the meaning that you're attaching to that one thing, everything opens up, but just doing something out of sheer will. And because you said you told somebody you would, it's just not lasting change. It's maybe like an immediate pop immediate, you know, you might have a little bit of a result, but it's not a lasting shift in the way that you think. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that's what it really takes guys. Because the thing is, is like the faster you can move past your own psychological limitations, the faster your business is going to grow. And really that's what it's about is there's a certain amount of resistance that comes because you don't know how to do something or you don't know what the next step is. And obviously we created programs like clients on demand to solve that, to show you, Hey, here's the next step. Great. But, but there's a ton of other resistance that comes into play even when you know what the next step is where all of a sudden those fears come up and the hesitation and the doubt and the inertia and you must, you must have somebody there to help you sort through that where you can go to them and you feel safe and you can tell them what's really going on and what you're really afraid of and they can help you get clarity around it. But more importantly than that, more importantly than just like listening, they can actually flip it around for you so that you change that perception so it doesn't bother you. And the faster and more rapidly you can do that, the faster and more rapidly your business is going to grow. And that goes back to what Jane was saying earlier in the call, that the, that the limitation on the growth of a business is always 
the psychology of the business owner. Always, 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 always. Because any limitation, no matter what it is, even if, like I said before, your blockbuster and Netflix is coming up and they're breathing down your neck, if they had had the right psychology, they could have taken advantage of that opportunity and flipped it around and they would still be on top. It just wouldn't be using the same model. But it didn't fit into their psychology. It didn't fit into their thinking. So the same thing will happen with you guys if you don't work with people that can sort that out for you, that can help you find those mental and psychological barriers that you have within yourself and help you overcome them. So the more time you waste, because look, here's the deal, guys. Life is going to teach you lessons. And if life tries to teach you a lesson and you don't learn it, it's going to teach it to you again. And it's going to teach it to you again. And it's going to teach it to you again. And so you can sit there and keep like letting life kick you in the balls until you learn this lesson. Or you can learn, you can work with people who have done this a million times and can say, oh, you know what? Hey, this is the lesson you're trying to learn. So why don't we just learn it and then we can move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, and that's really what it's all about. That's how you create rapid progress. That's how you create quality problems like, oh my God, I just made it to 50,000 a month or I just made it to 100,000 a month. Isn't that weird? Um, that's the kind of problems I want you guys to be dealing with. I don't want you to be dealing with problems like, oh my God, where, where, where's my next client going to come from? You know, and, and if you can get past the fears and you can get past all of these limiting patterns that you've had for so long, then there's no limit to how far and how fast you can grow your business. But if you don't get past those things and you just keep recycling the same destructive patterns again and again and again, then you're not going to get where you're going to go no matter what strategy you follow, no matter what you do. Because that yeah. fear is always going to be a weight that's pulling you, pulling you down and holding you back. Yeah. So guys, look, if you want us to work with you to help you get past some of these things and sort these things out, and you want to work with like coaches like me and coaches like Jane who can actually help you pull this stuff apart and get past the fear, get past the resistance, and get into action where the results live, then I want you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book a call to talk to us. And the way that works is we'll get on the phone for about 45 minutes and you can tell us all your fears, everything you're stuck on, all the problems you're having, every, all the problems you think you might have all the clients you really want to work with, the clients you never want to work with again, just tell us what it looks like now and what you want it to look like in the future. And we'll put our heads together and help you come up with a step-by-step -step game plan to get where you want to go. No matter what's holding you back, no matter what's resisting you, I can guarantee you we've seen it before. I can't even remember the last time somebody brought up a business problem or a business challenge where it's like, oh, we've never seen, we've never even heard of this. It just doesn't work that way. So I know you might feel like you're the only person out there who's struggling with this, or you might feel like no one gets it or no one understands it. Your friends don't get it. Your family doesn't get it. You're talking to them about being a coach or, or running an online business. And it's like, they just have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Trust me, we've heard it all and we've seen it all. So it can be really, really lonely if you feel like you're out there and no one gets it and there's no answers for you. But I can tell you right now that whatever is on your mind, whatever you're stuck on, I promise you, not only have we seen it before, we've solved it before. And not only have we solved it before, we've probably solved it dozens or hundreds of times, literally. So these problems that seem so big and so overwhelming, it's just like what we deal with every Monday. It's just Monday. It's just Tuesday for us, okay? <laughs> so go to clientsondemand.com forward slash talk and book a call to speak to us. Let us get you back into action so that you're doing the right things right and you feel great about what you're doing and you're building the kind of business that you've been dreaming of building. Clientsondemand.com forward slash call. And for those of you guys that are watching us on Facebook, if you want to check this out on iTunes, go search for the Clients on Demand podcast on iTunes. 
And if you're listening to this on iTunes and you want to go ahead and uh, watch us actually do these broadcasts live on Facebook, then I want you to go to Facebook and search for a group called The Art of High Ticket Selling. That's our Facebook group. It's totally free. There's about 31,000 entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs in there just like you that are making the same discoveries you're making and it's an amazing community to be a part of. So guys, go to clientsondemand.com forward slash talk. Book a call to speak to us. JJ, thank you so much for all your wisdom and insight and we will catch you guys on the next show. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.